0: Saying, kick it my way. I want to jump over the pack, and here he comes. Oh, right. It's time for the fifth quarter podcast with Marty Davis. Let's go. It is done it from nowhere. And good morning, good evening, good afternoon, and welcome to the fifth quarter podcast with Marty Davis. This week, we've got two very, very special guests the boys from footy A to Z, Zach and Andreas. How are we, fellas?
1: I'm good, thank you. Uh, yeah, enjoying my week so far? Yeah, doing well. It's uh, nice to have some freedom down here in Victoria for a
0: change. What's that like? <laughs> we've <laughs> got into a four-day snap lockdown in WA and lose footy, so it's not fun. But the best thing is... is that the VFL's got... back. <laughs> oh, you shouldn't even... Okay, first point of call, the VFL, which isn't even the VFL, should they just get changed to the Eastern States Footy League? Because it's basically just the Eastern States and a whole footy league.
1: Yeah, or the, the East Coast League or something like that. I think yeah. the VFL is a bit of a silly name for it.
0: It's the Victorian Football yeah. League, but Brisbane, Aspley, Sydney, GWAS, Gold Coast are all in it.
1: Yeah. Or something like VFL Plus, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Just Keeps <laughs> everyone happy, supposedly. Oh. No, I would have thought that would have been a pretty straightforward decision to just name it something different for a year, but. I don't know whether there's any, you know, kind of formal hoops. They have to jump through and officially form a new league or officially change a name if they were going to do something like that. But look,
0: most likely. Yeah,
1: that's the only reason I can think of.
0: Yeah. Well, so, boys, let's get into it straight away. Last week, we saw a lot of weird games of footy and Richmond got pumped by 40 points. You guys did a video on how the Richmond dynasty had Basically, being built over so many times, which I found was a very, very good video. Been watching your videos for a couple of years now. Thank you, um, appreciate it. So they're actually pretty decent, which we don't see many uh, AFL YouTubers on there, which is which needs to be more. Um, is the Richmond dynasty done, or is this just a hurdle in the road for them to just end up pouncing back and end up winning the premiership from eighth?
1: Um, I think we're almost at the point where you, you can put a line through the Tigers this year. Um, I mean, we were at that game on Friday night and, and we just were abysmal Um, mm. going inside 50. I think the Tigers actually had more inside fifties than St. Kilda did. Uh, if you can believe that and kick two goals.
0: So two just goals our, our forward lo-
1: yeah. Uh, our forward entry has been a problem all year. Uh, and I think we've slowly, but surely seen it get worse and worse and worse. And then, this week with, you know, no Tom Lynch, Samson Ryan playing his first game up forward. Um, that lack of quality, I think, in delivery was really kind of combined with the lack of quality in the forward line um, to, to kind of produce a, result, a performance like that. Yeah, I couldn't really, you know, look at the game and pinpoint a way and say that's how we're trying to score our goals. It was just like, let's just kick it to some tall players when after it's been raining all day and see how it goes. And uh, it didn't go well at all. Um, in terms of dynasty over, um, yeah, I tend to agree with Andreas. As weeks go by, it seems more and more unlikely. Um, I think the season is also not over until it's over. So uh, I'll try and hold at least some sort of optimism that if we can hold on to that eighth spot, and thanks to Hawthorne for knocking GWS off <laughs> on the weekend, by the way. So if we can hang on to that eighth spot, then we'll just see what happens almost like um, 2016 Bulldogs-esque coming from outside the top four. Um, but even if we don't win this year, I'd say it's kind of too early to say dynasty over. Yeah, for sure. I think we'll, we've got a really strong draft hand this year. Mm. Um, lots of first-round picks that we've traded from the last couple of years. We essentially traded all our first-round picks out last year, I think, for first-round picks this year because we rated this year's draft a lot higher. Um, so I think, yeah, you'll see the Tigers. Um, I think re- hopefully recruit well again this off season. even if we have like we've got picks that we could even trade out as well for, for more players if we want to mm-hmm. continue going down that path that's worked really well for us in the last few years. Um, and so, yeah, realistically, I think...
0: you should get a win this week.
1: <laughs> realistically, yes, realistically, so, we, you should we win this decided week. Decided to be yeah. brave. And we clicked the forty plus, you know, the one to thirty nine or the forty plus option in the tipping, <laughs> and we were, you know, trying to manifest some uh, a big win. Yeah, big win. So yeah, I think there's there's five teams this year, maybe even six if you throw the Swans in there, who've played some really good footy, who I think are all very very good teams and look a lot better than Richmond do at the moment, mm. um, and have have all beaten us as well. I think with the exception of the Bulldogs. Yeah. So and beaten us comfortably. Um. So
0: in my point of view, I think let's look at the top eight and it is getting closer and closer to finals. We're in what, round 16 now. So it's meaning there's only six weeks left, theoretically, six, seven weeks left till finals, which yep. sounds crazy, even though there is talks of the AFL season and he put on hold because of COVID. And that moves me on to the point of a Melbourne hub most likely. For us West Australians, it's it's actually quite funny because we would not have thought that WA would have ended up going into another lockdown and Victoria wouldn't have any COVID at all. <laughs> but, and there's going to be a Melbourne up, which is a bit funny after last year, them being absolutely covered in it. Basically, everyone in Victoria was locked down and all teams had to move over to Queensland.
1: Yeah, it's funny the way it's all swung around, I guess. Um, I, I doubt that we're going to see something on the scale of the Queensland hub that we saw last year. I reckon it'll just uh, be like a couple of sorry. weeks. Yeah. Um, I think they're saying um, Brisbane might stay here for a month, I think, with games in Melbourne to come. <sighs> Bugger.
0: <Okay. laughs>
1: Look, they can just come <laughs> the WA GVL, and play West Coast and over here. here.
0: That'd be fine. Yeah, <laughs> Last three rounds, there I think Hollywood travel over here as well Why not? They don't travel enough
1: The main one's probably, yeah, like you're saying The, the New South Wales teams Yeah, Yeah, I think uh, Queensland's only in a three-day lockdown At the moment um, But think- it's uh, Sydney are in, a, in the midst of a two-week lockdown So um, mm-hmm. I can see them staying on a little bit Or jumping around to other states Like you said yeah. um, But I can't see them going home For, for a little bit
0: Hmm. So let's before we jump into the biggest topic of the all of Buddy kicking a thousand, let's look at the ladder. We finals like I said very close to coming. We've got Melbourne top, Bulldogs second, the mighty Lions at third, Port Geelong in fourth and fifth, and Sydney and West Coast there in sixth seventh, and obviously Richmond in the eight. Um, the five four team five teams I think will win the flag or be chance of making the grand final are the D's, the Dogs. Brisbane, the Cats, and also the Eagles. They are very... When they play over an Optus... <laughs> when they play over in Optus, they are a very good side, especially when the West Coast Army are there. As you saw last week, without the crowd, it was very much difficult watching the Bulldogs absolutely demolish the Eagles. I did not have a... This house was not very happy. I've got a, I'm living with... My girlfriend's a West Coast supporter... Yeah. So, she was not very happy. We had to turn the game off at three-quarter time. <laughs> but at the end of the day, they played shocking. And the Bulldogs were a very, very good side. Everyone's saying Bulldogs, Melbourne. What do you guys think?
1: Yeah. Uh, Melbourne looked like they have it all, really. Um, throughout different games, they've had their defence has stood up and won them a game their midfielders won the battle and won them a game or their forwards have stepped up and kicked goals when they need it. Um, So through different periods of time when they've been trialled, they've kind of always had an answer so far in one area of the ground or another. Um, the Bulldogs, I would say, like, it's kind of weird because they've only lost one less game, but they kind of look more gettable in a way, like a slightly less consistent. I guess probably recency bias, that their losses two losses have come in the last five weeks. They um, lost to Melbourne as uh, as well. Yeah, yes. Yeah, so lost that's to Melbourne
0: well. and then they lost to, who did they lose the week before? They lost
1: to Geelong after Geelong. the siren. Yeah. Yes. And they lost to Richmond. So I'd almost be more inclined to say that although they're not in the top five at the moment, I'd maybe lean towards a Melbourne-Geelong grand final more so than a Melbourne Bulldogs one. Just based off, um, I think the Cats at their best probably beat the Bulldogs at their best Mm. Um, I think Geelong's one of their greatest strengths now with the inclusion of Cameron is their forward line Um, and when that's firing I think uh, one of the Western Bulldogs biggest weaknesses is their back line so that might have a bit to play there we haven't really seen Geelong with um, Dangerfield Hawkins and Cameron all playing consistently so Mm -hmm. far this year as well I think if, if they can keep those three fit and in the side in this back half of the season and and help develop that chemistry a little bit more, Geelong are a very scary prospect. Yeah, Gary Rowan's having one of his most consistent years, I'd say, in recent memory. Yeah, for sure. I definitely wouldn't wouldn't ride off Port Adelaide either as well. Um, I feel like they're kind of just sort of starting to to click into gear at the moment. Um, and another you know, team. Port Adelaide.
0: <laughs> for me, Port Adelaide, yes, good side, but they play any they Look at their four losses. You have to look at those four losses, and they're mainly against top eight sides. And they can't really click into gear when it's there. Brisbane, yeah, their losses were mainly at the start of the year. One was by one point against Geelong, which should have been a win. It should have been holding the bowl. Still not happy with that decision. A loss against Melbourne, which they only played half a game. And then the rest, we lost to Sydney and... Well, 2-0 at the start of the year. I can't remember who else we lost to, but it's a bit annoying. Oh, and the Bulldogs. So, when I look at that, Brisbane's end of the year, there's a very biased line supporter, as I will say. It's just to see how it goes. Being third, they'll play Bulldogs at the moment in Melbourne. So, it's a difficult game. It's not so much it's in Mars or it's freezing cold. At least it'll be at the MCG. Um so, looking at that, and Lockie Neal's just picked up a calf injury. So, we know we can replace. But then, on the other hand, we've got the Tigers in eighth on 28 points. And then, below them, they've got the Dockers, which West Australians would never have thought that the Dockers would be in ninth this year. And GWS are in tenth. So, And then, also, the um, Essendon and St Kilda are just sitting there waiting to pounce. So, does Richmond keep that eighth spot or do they become ninth again?
1: I'd rather finish tenth than ninth. I think. Yeah, just That's about. Um, I think the Tigers probably do hold on to eighth spot. Um, I don't think the Gi- like the the Giants, after losing to Hawthorne um, and drawing with North Melbourne, just don't really look like they're going to push consistently for eight so I think it, it's now down to Fremantle and Richmond mm. um and to be honest I don't really know a lot about the dockers run home I don't know don't know who they've they've still got left to play, um, they, play Carlton, think-
0: they have to play West Coast again we have a look the run home is
1: R- Richmond I think we only play Brisbane and Geelong within the top eight
0: yeah so for the rest
1: of the year Fremantle's
0: um, run home. They got Carlton, which was meant to be over here at Optus, but is now at the MCG.
1: Yep.
0: Hawthorne, the Cats, the Swans, the Tigers, Lions, mm-hmm. Eagles, St. Kilda. Right. So, and...
1: So, definitely a, a tougher draw, I think.
0: And four... Or tougher of, run home. Four of those games are all at Optus. Right. Which, let's just take the Derby out of consideration, because that the Derbys are... Very much a game when anything can happen, even though West Coast have dominated. But we never know what can happen in the derbies. One team can actually show up for a change, and one team decides to have a sleep or hit a bloke in the head or whatever. <laughs> um, so that game aside, imagine that's a draw. That would be. That'd, you wouldn't hear the end of it in WA after that. It's ridiculous. Um, they could get up. It's more, I actually think Essendon are more likely over Fremantle. Watching them over here and the, in the Dreamtime game, they look like a much better side than what Fremantle are and also what GWS are, even though Richmond did get a runaway win, which the scoreline of 84 to 123 does not tell the picture of the game but they've got Geelong this week and then their run home is looking very, very good when them having to play the hardest game of them all is Geelong. They yeah. Geelong and the Bulldogs in the run home. But having... Yeah, I
1: guess pretty similar draw to Richmond. Um, mm. Two top four sides in Geelong and the Western Bulldogs. Um, and other than that, I, I guess they have Sydney in there as well, but other than that, everyone's below them. Um, so... Yeah, I guess uh, you could say that Essendon, although they have a game to catch up on Fremantle and Richmond, um, have a much easier draw than Fremantle and somewhat similar to the Tigers. Um, so it really is just seems like a matter of the team that can be the most consistent and just play the best football will deserve eighth spot in the end. They do have good percentage too, the Bombers. Yeah, hundred and one point um, nine percent. Yeah, if it comes down to it, their percentage, I think, similar to Richmond's and and better than all the teams. Better you know, than Richmond's
0: them. by 0.4%. So that could always um, pay the difference. I remember, what year was it? 2017, I think it was, where Melbourne... Melbourne missing out? Melbourne missed out by like 0.01%. 0. 0. Right. It yeah. came down to the West Coast Adelaide game. And West Coast yeah. won by a couple of just just enough to just scrape through.
1: I think there was like a goal in the last minute of that game or something. And that was the difference between, um, West coast Melbourne and having Melbourne having enough percentage or not. Yeah. Um, and that decided it like not necessarily decided the game, but decided the percentage, which is just crazy.
0: Mm. Uh, this it could all come down
1: to this, this Richmond Fremantle game though. Yeah. Um, Could be the one that, that, yeah, decides eighth spot.
0: Which, imagine if that is the actual result of who gets in the eight is the determinant of one game. And it's determining of which Richmond shows up. We've now Dion Prestia doing his hamstring again, which to me was a very weird option to actually bring him back in after suffering a hamstring issue and knowing that he isn't totally up there and correct and ready to go maybe a couple more weeks on the sidelines would have been the best thing for the Tigers and Prestia.
1: Yeah. I mean, I guess maybe in previous years, that's kind of a luxury we've had when we're higher up the ladder, but um, when you're fighting for eighth spot, you kind of need to play your best players when they're fit. Um, And whether that's risked um, him having an injury, it's um, kind of part of the business in a way. Um, Mm. But uh, I am, I'm more confident about our midfield cover. Uh, we very much like a young fellow named Riley Collier Dawkins, who's coming in this week. Um, stiff to get dropped earlier in the season. I think he played one average game and all yeah. of a sudden found himself out of the side. Um, so it'd be good to see him back in again. Yeah, yes. exactly. Um, and David Asprey comes back this week, but what's kind of more worrying is the injuries to Broad and Boltar who have you know, being a, a very consistent part of our backline line uh, for, well, Bolter for a couple of years and broad, even longer than that, um, which, yeah, I think just stretches us a little bit thin height wise.
0: Yeah, definitely. Very much. Now the biggest question of them all, Buddy Franklin needs 27 goals to kick the elusive 1000, which will be amazing. But will he kick it in two
1: thousand and twenty-one? Um, I don't know. I guess it's interesting that he plays the Suns. The Suns are—they've uh, kind of been known for giving away a bag here and there. Um, I reckon. There was two, well, two years in them. a row. Yeah, there was two years in a row where the Gold Coast match really decided the Coleman Medal. I think mm-hmm. when Jack kicked his ten. And then Cameron came out the next year and kicked ten against the Suns as well, and that pretty much won both of them the Coleman and back-to-back years. Uh, so if Buddy could have a game like that against Gold Coast, then yeah. um, I think that would go a long way. They play North the week before that as well. Who, who I believe he kicked uh, famously kicked thirteen against. Oh yes, yeah. I don't know if you heard. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> no, if gosh, Anthony Hudson. Yeah, if tell that familiar with that? But uh, <laughs> Lance Franklin once kicked thirteen goals against North Melbourne. So, so what does he need? What's Seven games to go, 27 goals, roughly four a game. If he gets a bag against North and GW and Gold Coast, that probably gets him over the line. Um, plus, you know, we can imagine the Swans playing at least one final this year as well. Yeah, so that's eight, eight, eight games, games I reckon, this week. I reckon he gets there. Um, he's he's accustomed to goal I, targets I, yeah. in goal races, he's done it before for the hundred and uh. Hopefully he can do it again for one thousand. Yes, yeah, so three. If you, you put one final in there, that's that's three goals a game for nine games. I, I think Buddy Franklin well and truly has that in him. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think the game against the against North and uh, against the uh, Gold Coast will be the games that really will tell us if he gets mm. ten in both of them. There's twenty goals.
1: Does he get rested for a game in there as well? is the other thing. True. Yeah, I mean, the main thing that might stop him is if he hurts himself again because they're going to be very cautious with him if he's even... Yeah, I think coming into finals as well, I wouldn't be surprised if they...
0: Especially if they've got... Well, at the moment, by the looks of... If you went by the ladder now, it's, what, Melbourne play Port in the first final, almost like, at the MCG. Bulldogs play Brisbane at the MCG. Geelong play Richmond, which... That will have to be at the MCG because it will never be at GMHBA. Uh, Yeah, we'll never hear the end of it. (laughs) And we'll never—they, Geelong need to understand that if this game was against Sydney or West Coast, then it'll be at GMHBA. Yeah, but because it's against a Melbourne club, it's going to be in Melbourne. And then, which I I think
1: personally is ridiculous—they should be allowed to play at GMHBA.
0: Yeah, they should be. And then West Coast Sydney, which
1: wouldn't that be delicious?
0: Which, look, it will be played at, If depending on what happens in Sydney, let's just say COVID is just no longer in Australia. That game will be played at the SCG. If that game was played at Optus, he's kicked seven here historically in the first game at Optus. So, look, we'll never know what happens. It's all theory, but he could get it first final of the SCG but I'm pretty sure they play Hawthorne in the run home. No, they don't. That's when I wanted it. I wanted him to kick it to get his uh, thousands thousandth against Hawthorne around 13. It would have been pretty special. It was very it would much. Have been
1: poetic. Yeah. Now um, the question is does does everyone run on the field when he kicks his thousandth goal? I think we're a long way away from seeing a, a 100 goals in a season performance again. And mm. I'm pretty the sure.
0: Long way so away. The, the hundred goals thousand?
1: in a season. I mean, fans have got to get themselves on the ground somehow. So, so do we invade the ground when Buddy kicks his thousandth goal, and uh, everyone runs on the ground but stands 1.5 meters away from each other.
0: <laughs> I, or they say, if you want to run on the ground, wear a mask. Yeah. There you
1: yeah. Go. <laughs> do the right thing. Sanitize your hands off before and after. And uh,
0: make sure that everything is good, and you'll be all right.
1: Have the security guards handing out masks to everyone as they jump on the face. Yes. Or
0: well, this is where Sydney could really, like, get in there and say, you know what, fellas? Here you go. Everyone, here's a Buddy 1000 mask. <laughs> Wear it. And I actually love that idea. Like... They- See more. I think that would be ideas. brilliant.
1: Just make a reversible one, so it's like on one side it's just normal Sydney, and then on the other side is Buddy One Thousand. So yeah. when he kicks it, you can flip it out and yeah. run on the field with your Buddy One Thousand mask.
0: That's exactly. a brilliant marketing
1: opportunity. Someone called Sydney's merchandise, Sydney <laughs> the Swan Store, or whatever. I'm sure they listen to the podcast. Yeah, they'll oh, be listening.
0: Surely, if not, yeah, <laughs> they gave him the, Greg from guys,
1: if you're listening.
0: Make sure. Now, let's jump in to the, t- the segment of the week, which is Player of the Week. So, we've all got an idea of who we think this week's Player of the Week was. Now, I'll go with you guys first, because obviously you're the guest, so guests go first. Who do you guys think was the Player of the Week?
1: Do you want to go first? Do you want yeah. to go first? Yeah. Um. I might go a little bit left field for mine. Um, I'm going to go for someone who I thought uh, in many ways was a match winner. In um, I watched a lot of the Collingwood and Fremantle Dockers game. Um, and although, you know, there's a lot of great players every week um, and it's easy to go, you know, for midfielders. Someone like Bond had an incredible week. Um, in the way he played in stats wise, but in a close game, uh, I'm going to mix it up a little bit and say that Lockie Schiltz's three goals off the wing, hard running all day, uh, for the Fremantle Dockers, um, was very impressive. And uh, yeah, so I'm going to go with that. Nice. I am going to do the exact opposite and take the very pedestrian route and and say the Bond was was the best player of the round. Um, I think that that performance the Bulldogs put in was. Was incredible, but but himself, I think. What he kicked three goals and had another twenty odd possessions, um, putting together some sort of season. Marcus and yeah. I think when he plays like that, he drags the Bulldogs along with him. Mm. Um, so yeah, he's incredible to watch when he's. Playing he
0: is a well. star. Just... I have put a multi on for him to win the uh, Brownlow for Harry McIldo in the Coleman and Nick Hind. I think it was, Nick Hind or Nick Cox? Nick Cox to win the Rising Star. So hopefully that comes oh, yeah. in. Give me my $87.97 and we'll take it. <laughs> but my player of the round of was Jack Steele. He's been playing an absolute yeah, amazing ball. season. When you get 25 touches in a game where you win by 40 points, but it's the nine tackles for me. If you're going to rack up 25 touches a game, great. But if you're going to give me nine tackles, I want you as much in my team. Did and you see that,
1: that uh, little clip of Pendlebury at training talking about um, he was talking to some of the players and he was like, he said, in my first game, oh, my third ever game of football, I had um, three touches but nine tackles. And I was yeah. thinking, oh, geez, I've played an absolute shocker might get dropped this week, and he said Mick Malthouse walked up to him and said, hey, mate, nine tackles, you're playing my team every week. And he was like, yeah, I saw that. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so that's a good point you're making.
0: Mm. I'll take the nine tackles every day, even if you give me, what, a handful of bloody touches. If you're going to put on that defensive pressure, it's what's going to win you games. As I have said in many as I've said, is good offense equals good defense. Good defense equals good offense, and he played his role. Now let's jump into our tips of the week because this round is one of the rounds where who would think that tonight would have a blockbuster game of the Brendan Ellis Cup in Gold Coast in Richmond in Marvel Stadium?
1: I oh, like Markov. Does the, the Markov
0: Ellis Cup. <laughs> Markov Ellis Prestia Cup.
1: Yeah, Prestia <laughs> Patty, as well. Few. Yeah, there's a lot of exchange between, <laughs> between the sides
0: It was the first day in it came to it's me a, head, okay.
1: a full house, yeah
0: It's a full house Now, it's at Marvel So I'm guessing there's 25,000 allowed With the roof open and
1: 25,000 allowed I doubt they'll get 25,000 there, to be honest Yeah, I mean, yeah, we were at Richmond- the Kilda Richmond game Last week at the G And there was 14,000 with 25,000 allowed On like a Fairly nice. It had been raining during the day, but it was a nice Melbourne evening. Um, with the game relocated at the last minute as well, I think we were only given the chance to buy tickets yesterday. Yeah, so it's very last minute.
0: Very last minute. And I'm guessing you boys—not not you guys especially—but it's school holidays over in Melbourne now. I'm pretty yep. sure they're almost a week ahead of of Perth. Yeah. Um.
1: Our youngest so, brother's on holidays.
0: Yeah. So yeah. So. Obviously, school holidays starting at, what's that, 5.20, so 7.20. Don't know if kids will be going to the games. It could be. Just go watch a game of footy. But dudes, who actually thinks Gold Coast might win this week? It's at Marvel. So, obviously, no Richmond fans know how to get to Marvel, apparently.
1: It's true. <laughs> it's a weird place to get there.
0: <laughs> I must say, I've, wow. I've been to Melbourne, and I do like Marvel Stadium. It's just one of those grounds where you can go in and any weather and you can watch a game of footy, which it's not too bad.
1: Yeah. I don't mind it. It's very, very steep up the top. I find Mm. if you end up sitting on the top level, it's almost you get Mm. it's like a bit of vertigo whenever you stand
0: up. Yeah. Look, it does feel like that sometimes, but when you can get the cheap general admission tickets, it's fine. Yeah. So it's not too bad, but I do think Richmond's going to win this.
1: Yeah, Tigers for us as well.
0: Yeah, obviously. But I can see Gold Coast pulling something out of the bag. They may want to be like, look, Matty Rouse back for after being injured and he's actually now thinking, getting his bearings a bit more because he's played what, a handful of games in his career and he's already at start. So hopefully, hopefully he plays a blinder, but it's a close game and, Decent to watch on AR uh, Thursday night. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully, many
1: Real plays a blinder. Three votes. Targets by ten goals. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Look, we that's the perfect world for a Richmond supporter, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now we do
1: want to see Raul do well, though. Yeah, for sure.
0: Yeah, definitely. Now, the next game is the Stuart Cramery Cup <laughs> on Friday night in Geelong and Essendon. It. It took me a while to remember that he played for Geelong, very handful of games, but he played for Geelong, started his career at Essendon. But I think Essendon might be able to get up here. The way that Geelong played last Thursday night wasn't impressive. Yes, it was against Brisbane, but it wasn't the best game of football.
1: Yeah, and Josh and I were doing our tips here uh, earlier, and we were like... um... Who's like surely Geelong just smashed them? I was like, yeah, yeah, all right. Just don't be surprised if Essendon pull one out of the bag. So uh, yeah. definitely thinking like minded there. I think um, a GMHBA though.
0: Yeah, probably. that's the only thing at that...
1: the moment probably the biggest home ground advantage in the league. Mm. Um, mm. Definitely, yeah. I think the Cats would just be a little bit too good for the Bombers.
0: Yeah. Look, they played really well against Melbourne. They're the best team in the comp. Melbourne are so if they can put up to the best you can surely beat the rest but moving on to the Tom Scully Cup on Saturday against the D's and the Giants famously money bags getting thrown around at the first game of GWS versus Melbourne but Melbourne's up here 100% Melbourne are going to win and probably get a bit more percentage there I do want to see them score more It'd be nice to see, just to see their firepower they do actually have up front. But we'll have to I see. I think
1: they've sorted out what their best board line looks like yet. Yeah. Mm. Ben Brown um, kicked a bag in the in the reserves of the VFL on the weekend. Yeah, but listening um, whether to Wiedemann, McDonald Brown,
0: listening to um Triple M the midweek rub podcasts, a lot of them were like the Joe the Goose is out the back. Handballs, yeah, a bags a bag, but it's how you get them. Which is, are they from set shots? If you got five and five from set shots, then sure, bring him in. But if they're the uh, good old what well, who is it, Tom Lynch? No, not Tom Lynch. Special Josh Jenkins special. Does do it a lot. <laughs> the Josh Jenkins special of out the yeah. back, yeah. over the top in the goal square. Then I don't really feel like that's. Consideration of a uh, bring up to the main team. I do love Ben Brown, but just needs to get his footy back. Yeah, Um, it's very cool.
1: Yeah, and definitely feel for him the the forms that he's gone through. Yeah, but yeah, D's I think will win this one easily.
0: Now, the best game, the most important game of them all for my well being because my mate's a uh, Adelaide fan. The Ben Keys Charlie Cameron Cup. Adelaide versus Brisbane. I think Brisbane get up here, even though we don't have. Who don't we have? Lucky Neal now, as he's done his calf, and James Madden has gone in for surgery. Loses us a little bit of pace off the out of back line. But we've got cover, the beast mode, the barometer comes back in. Most likely for uh Brisbane. Everyone's favorite player. Gave Dan, you gave uh, Dan Butler a bit of a... Is it Dan Butler for Richmond? I don't know. I don't the, know. The one Liam I'm, Baker. Liam Baker a little bit. Yeah. And I must say, I did like it. Don't like Liam Baker. He's the one player I just dislike.
1: Goodness me. thanks is a great player. I don't know what he's done. Yeah.
0: <laughs> he's just got a punchable head. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> he, he goes of, in hard, I guess. Hard of the
1: contest. Yeah. yeah. As a supporter, he's the kind of player, who, you know, he plays 10 feet taller than he is and he's not that tall at all. That's the same um, with us.
0: Good old Rhys Matheson. Yeah, yeah it a yeah. similar kind
1: of energy from the two of them.
0: Just uh, Rhys has got a bit of a bigger head. <laughs> He's got a big ego, I must say. But yeah. I think Brisbane get up here. It is at our late oval, but it's not bad. Well, we should come up on top.
1: Haven't the Crows been weird this year? Yeah. We really have. Couple yeah, of I big think sculpts. I think Brisbane proved earlier in the year they can cover Finial when they need to, and um, yeah, should should get the job done.
0: Now,
1: yeah, in very good form at the moment, Brisbane, and lots of lots of momentum coming into this game.
0: Now, this is the one game that I actually couldn't think of a cup name for. In Fremantle versus right. Carlton, the
1: Chad. Oh, oh, hang on, I'm looking at the next game. Fremantle Carlton. Oh, geez. Um, She's tickling my brain here. I've got nothing.
0: Yeah. Yeah, either. If anyone knows of one, drop it in the... uh, Send us a message. Let us know what it is. Put it in the chat. Put it in the chat. Chuck in the chat. But Freo Carlton at Optus Stadium WA, apparently going by the uh, AFL website, but it's actually at the MCG. What do we think, fellas? I think Freo do not get up and Carlton win.
1: Interesting. Um, yeah, this one's of all the games we've talked about so far. I think this one's probably the the toughest to call. Um, Fremantle looked good last week though. I think some of their, their ball, especially for the first three quarters, some of their ball movement inside 50 was really nice. I think one thing I love about watching the, um, the Fox sports games is you get to, they show you a lot more behind the goal footage mm, um, yeah. than channel seven do. And some of the, the movement Fremantle had it when the ball, so ahead of the ball to get their, their tools into space and hit leading options um, looked really, really nice. Mm. I think it's, they have to win to keep their finals hopes alive as well. So a bit more to play for, for Fremantle perhaps than for Carlton. Um, so I'm going to go the Dockers. What do you think? Zach? Yeah. I have a similar opinion. Um, was a big fan of the way Fremantle moved the ball last week. Thought they go from back 50 to 450 50 really well. Uh, they're a hard-running side. Um, and I think that their young players, bar maybe Sam Walsh for Carlton, have a little bit more grunt than the Blues.
0: Mm. But the big thing is, does Five come back in? If he does, I think Freya do get up. Mm. I don't rate Nat Five as the best player in the comp. I'm one person in WA that doesn't really think he's that good.
1: I think he was for a period there, but um,
0: probably could not make loads, the
1: argument at the moment.
0: His, his Brownlows weren't actually... I feel like he didn't win them himself. He got... His first one he got a tap down to by the best Ruckman in the Cop at the time in Aaron Sanderlands. Mm-hmm. And then the second one he did win all by himself because he was the only good player for Fremantle at this time. So... I'll give him one out of two, but Sandlands deserved a lot more credit of that. I'll take one
1: for all <laughs> Yeah,
0: Yeah, same. But look, in the next game, and probably the game I will be watching, only because of the significance around it, at Marvel, the Sean Burgoyne 400 Game Cup, which is amazing. He's playing 400, goes into the 400 club, where only I think four other people are. Four or five other players are, and it's a good bunch of players that are in there. Um, yeah. <clears throat> you don't
1: play 400 games if you're a hack.
0: Yeah, sure. exactly. There's only a certain breed of player that plays 400 and they're absolutely gun players. And in his resume, he's four premierships. One with, free, one with Port Adelaide, three with Hawthorne. It's not too bad. most
1: finals wins of any player ever as well. Mm. Um, so a remarkable career from Sean Gorgoyne, I think, yeah. One of those figures as well that every, pretty much everyone in the AFL world universally loves him and loves watching him play. Yeah, Most
0: definitely. 399 games. I think he's 399th game. He was the sub.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's an interesting one, isn't it? I almost felt like they... I think that the the thought from Hawthorne might have been that they wanted to rest him that week, mm. um, but they saw that if they did that, he wouldn't play his 400th against against Collingwood. Uh, sorry, against Port Adelaide. So I think it was a sneaky way to rest him and still have this really nice event the week after.
0: And I I actually am happy they've chosen to make let him play his 400th game against Port Adelaide, where he's played. The other half of his career, it's fantastic.
1: Yeah, it's a nice, nice narrative for him. But um, that being said, I think Port will still be out to spoil the party. And um, yeah, I can see them succeeding and doing so.
0: Yeah, most definitely. Now, moving on to the next game, which is Carlton versus St Kilda. I could not think of anyone for this one. Actually, no. Are you talking Oh, I, I missed one. This is Callum Sinclair Cup in yes. Sydney West Coast. At a, the 11-10 game at GMHPA that's GMHBA Stadium so one ten in Melbourne. I think West Coast got up. They played abysmal on the weekend but I do think they can get up here. Um, move, they've gone to Melbourne. They had a couple of hours to get over. The same with all the net bowlers as well. They've had a couple of hours to get over but Look, I do think West Coast, get up here.
1: Um, yeah, I think this is probably the, the closest game of the round uh, for mine and, and what I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to. Um, we made a video on our channel with Jesse from True Footy a while ago about the, the Swans-Eagles rivalry in the mid-2000s. Another great um, so video
0: that everyone should go uh, look at. <laughs>
1: YouTube.com forward slash footy A Um Yeah. So that, that rivalry, though, is definitely in the forefront of our minds at the moment, having yeah. like watched a lot of those games to work on yeah. that video. So, um, yeah, when the Swans and Eagles play close games, they're definitely worth watching. Mm. Um, we were discussing this game earlier, though. Mm. Um, yeah, we don't like we don't like the Eagles at GMHBA. Um, they got pumped I, there earlier I in don't the year. I think the
0: Eagles like the Eagles at GMHBA. 90- 93 no. <laughs> points. No, like, Another game where we turned it off at halftime. With-
1: yeah, yeah. Um, and the, the narrow, especially at the moment, the style that Eagles pl- like, like to play is that, you know, kind of controlled kicking style. Um, and on the narrow ground at GMHBA, there's not as much space to hit those So kind of 45 kicks. The ground gets a lot more compressed mm. um, from a, a width perspective, uh, which could be a reason why they don't seem to be playing that well there at the moment.
0: Optus is a very um, wide ground as well. So yeah, um, it's very much like the MCG. I would put it as perspective as of the dimensions yeah. of the ground.
1: Yes. So um, their game style, I think, is more suited to, to grounds like that than it is to grounds mm-hmm. like GMHBA. Um, so, yeah, we're, I think we're tipping the Swans here, but in a very close one.
0: Yeah. I'm going, I'm going the Eagles in a close one. Now, Collingwood St. Kilda. Could not think mm-hmm. of a team, two players, a player, who's played for both.
1: Ball, Luke oh, Ball's up.
0: Luke Bolcup. I had a.
1: Yeah. I was just talking Cup. about Luke Bol the other day as well. So <laughs> it was fresh in my mind.
0: Luke Bolcup, always thought he played for Collingwood, but yes, the, these two teams have had great games against them each other in the past. We can always remember 11 years ago the draw. Yep. The Final ever draw, which ended up being a Collingwood demolishing at the MCG the week after. Famous quote from the great Dennis Cometti. He came in like a bit librarian, never heard him. So I do think St Kilda get up here though. What they yeah, show... I think St Kilda
1: need to be given credit for last week's match um, yeah. against Richmond and, um, you know, against a Collingwood side who has looked uh, a bit um, vulnerable at you know, most rounds of the year so far. Yeah. Uh, you'd think if St Kilda can bring kind of the same kind of pressure that They did against Richmond, then um, they should dispose of Collingwood as well.
0: Mm. I was not going to say, can't remember. Um, But yeah, these two teams look very interesting to be with the against each other at the G. So I do think St. Kilda. Um, Robert Harvey, will he be a full time coach of
1: Collingwood? (laughs) Can't even make it the Robert Harvey Cup.
0: (laughs) Might as well. That's the main reason why I want him to be home coach. So then this can just be always the Robert Harvey card.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> so um, I don't know. I don't know what the say are. Oh, sorry, what the, the pies are thinking around Robert Harvey. He's been in the system a while as an assistant coach, mm-hmm. um, but they also do seem to be very keen on Sam Mitchell. There's also I think a
0: lot um, of talk about Ross Lyon.
1: Ross Lyon and Brad Scott is the other name that's been thrown around in the last few days as well. As far as I know, Ross Lyon hasn't been approached yet by the club, Um, but they have engaged uh, in talks with Sam Mitchell and Brad Scott. Um, So I don't know whether that's, you know, they're just not brave enough to go after Ross yet and they will at some stage. Um, But I don't know. I'm not sure whether Ross is necessarily the best fit for Collingwood, um, just because of what Collingwood is like as a team and what Ross Lyon is like as a coach. Um, Collingwood's offense, um, I think, for the last three years has probably been their biggest weakness. Um, they've had a lot of different names through their forward line, gone with a lot of different structures, and Ross Lyon is known as a defensive coach. So I don't know necessarily whether he's the person who can come in and say, okay, well, this is how we're going to play offensively in this team. Um, I don't know if the AFL is at a position where you can just get away with being a, a good enough defense anymore. Um, so unless he's got something up his sleeve and he comes to the board with a good pitch, he's been out of the game for a while and might you know, be working on something different to what we saw at Fremantle and St Kilda, um, then that's kind of my feelings towards Ross at Collingwood. I think David Teague's performance this year as well um, will also make them very cautious to appoint a new head coach based on caretaker performance. Because uh, obviously you know, Teague took over at Carlton, did really well in the caretaker role for the, the last few rounds. Uh, and then since then hasn't really been able to get Carlton up and running. So that might be a cautionary tale that the players will look at. Um, and I think, yeah, for mine, looking at someone maybe like, Sam Mitchell, and especially everything that the club's been through in the last 12 months as well. I think it would be good to bring in some fresh ideas from outside.
0: It'd be good to see. Um, there's another name that always pops up in my head, is Scott Camperale. He did an all right job when he had to become the caretaker coach after the unfortunate events with Phil Walsh. Yeah. And still remember that spray he gave. To I think it was Patty Dangerfield, and that to me calls head coach material.
1: He does have that real, um, <laughs> that real like don't mess with me vibe that a lot of good head coaches seem to have. Cam Alley. Mm. just something about his demeanor. Yeah.
0: Now we'll jump onto this last game before we jump into the fifth quarter quiz. The what was it? The Sean Higgins Cup. The uh. Sean Higgins Cup, North Melbourne play the Bulldogs. Now, is it going to be a Bulldogs win or a North Melbourne draw? That's <laughs> like...
1: the are only two options.
0: They're the two options. I don't think North's going to get up here.
1: That's as close as they're getting. They can um,
0: just get to that draw.
1: If you go back to, our, what was it, Easter, the Easter Friday game between these two teams? Oh, I'd rather not. It's an absolute <laughs> bloodbath. It was... Very, very hard to watch. Bruce kicked ten. Um, I think North are an improved team since then, but I don't think they have improved enough.
0: If Art Bruce kicks Bulldogs. another ten, I give up. He isn't a <laughs> He just gets a cheap ball.
1: Yeah, he's a good foil for Norton. I think.
0: Yeah, I think he's the, the two work Brownless, well as a dynamic. Bloody, Billy Brownless' role of just yeah, look, we're just gonna go from there. Now, everyone's favorite segment of this uh, podcast is the fifth quarter quiz. So, boys, this today is going to be a bit different. It's out of 10. You can either work as a team or go up against each other. It's up to you guys. Cool.
1: Goodness me. Um, Well, we're going to hear each other's answers anyway, I guess, if we go up against each other. So we may as well just work on it together. Like, yeah, the, um, let's go for 10 out of 10. We have been boycotting the AFL record for the last few weeks because, you know, we had this tradition every week. we go to the, the footy together. We'd buy the AFL record. At halftime, we do the spot the difference and we do the quiz. And they've cut the quiz from the AFL record. Uh, so is. we've refused to buy it. We've refused to buy it in protest. For so the first time in how long <laughs> we've gone to the footy? Uh, well, for, well, 20 years for me. 20 now, years yeah. for you and... Um, sixteen for me. So now, yeah. So, it'd be good to work together on a quiz again. Is what we're saying. <laughs>
0: <laughs> good work. Good work. Now, the leaderboard at the moment is I mean, my Ben Johnson. He's on nine and a half, leading it. Then Brian Barrish from the USAFL is on eight. One of my fellow fifth quarter media people, Jacob Paolino, he's on the five bowler, five point podcast has got seven. AFL umpire, Danjo Hansen has got six. Mate from uni, Grenville, has got five and a half. And my, and the other co-host of the Five Pointer podcast, Adam Van Gent, has got four. So if you get 10, you're in the lead.
1: All right. Good to know. Let's do it. High stakes.
0: High stakes. Let me just put you in on the leaderboard. Now, first question. Who is currently, who currently has the most disposals in two thousand and twenty-one?
1: It have to be McRae, wouldn't it? Cray. Yeah, so he hasn't had one. Under, he Fish. hasn't had a game under thirty under thirty possessions, has he? We fondly call him the crayfish. It's him and Mitchell are, uh, uh, they're both averaging over thirty-five or something like that. But I think McRae is like thirty-five and Mitchell's thirty-six. I other way around. I think McRae is like one or two disposals above right. him. All right. We'll go with Jack McRae.
0: Jack McRae. Now, you know what? I'm going to say it is Jack McRae. AFL tables have done me dirty. <laughs> I expected it to be the all teams. And as I can get it up now, all teams, it is Jack McRae on 489. So you get that one right. AFL table
1: Mitchell team. might have missed games as well, so I think. So even though their average is really close, McRae still like, yeah, 11. I Mitchell know has Mitchell missed hasn't a missed a game games. yet. Oh, he hasn't? Well, there you go. That logic uh, wasn't helping us then. He goes, no, he was doubtful for round one, but then he got up and played. It's true. Yeah. McCray,
0: 489, Mitchell, 478, and Ollie Wines, 445. Was Zach Merritt, 441? Just make sure I put the right answer in my uh, quiz sheet. Okay. What does the last three drawn games have in common?
1: Oh, where are the last three drawn games? Ooh. Were they all in Tasmania? This isn't my answer, but uh, do they all involve GWS? Because GWS drew a lot. <laughs> GWS drew with... Um, North. So that's the yeah. only draw we've had so far. I'm pretty sure yeah. they drew with St Kilda once. And I'm pretty sure they've drawn with someone else before. It was There was a Hawthorne-Brisbane game, though, that was drawn. It wasn't there fairly recently.
0: So the last three Which was, was in round two last year against Collingwood and Richmond. Gold Coast. Oh, oh true. Essendon so they're not
1: all.
0: Last year, round 11. What do they have in common? And North Melbourne GWS this year.
1: That, well, that Richmond-Collingwood game was a shocking game. That was like 36-36. Um, that was the first game back after we had no footy for like two or three months or whatever it was. And then yeah, was like, footy's back. And it was, and it was televised like- in America. And they were
0: going, what a game.
1: Richmond-Collingwood. And it was, I think, like five goals, six to five goals, six. Would it be the teams all kicked more... More points than goals, maybe. Let's go with that. Sure. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So that is incorrect. Okay. Old Coast Essendon was 11 goals, seven apiece. So it was all the same score line. Wow. So
1: no, surely not. Collingwood,
0: five, six, five, six. Collingwood, Richmond, oh, five, okay. six, five, six. North Melbourne GWS 1410,
1: 1410.
0: Yeah. Now, <clears throat> how many? So that was the first incorrect answer. So you can get nine. Okay. So
1: it's a good question. Tough question.
0: Hmm. Look, I like throwing in a tough one. How many games? I'll give you plus and minus of 10. How many games have been played at the MCG? Ever? Ever.
1: Or this year? Ever. Ever. Cool. Oh, I don't know if we're ever going to get close. <laughs> um, I feel like I might have seen something about... Did they recently reach a milestone? But I, I can't remember what it was. Jeez. Um, say so there's... These days, there's roughly... Two every week, let's say two or three. 40 a year. On average, 40 a yeah. year, maybe. Plus finals, 40 50 a, a year. Say 50 a year. Um, going back, what, to like 1900? You know, yeah, 100 years. <laughs> but less I games know. at the MCG. That's true. Because only back. Melbourne and I think Richmond played there from very early on. Um, so it's probably going to be 5,000. Yeah, let's just say, should we say a thousand? Well, if you say there's a milestone, a thousand feels like maybe a good, a good milestone that they would have just had. Okay. All right, so let, let's go with a thousand. And then maybe that was a few weeks ago. So let's go with a thousand and four games.
0: You're off by a thousand and nine hundred and twenty-five. Oh, <laughs> It's 2929.
1: 2929. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh
0: that was a tick. Now, who has played the most games at Optus Stadium?
1: Oh. It's a good question. Be a Doctors player or an Eagles player, obviously. And someone who, is, yeah, is there, are you going for player or team? Like, is it out of trio and West Coast or player? player?
0: Yeah. Player.
1: Just making sure. Who doesn't miss a game? <laughs> well, also, the Eagles have played finals, finals, there finals as well. Yeah. So maybe it's more likely to be an Eagles player than a Dockers,
0: Dockers player. Mm.
1: Um, who do you reckon? someone like does Hearn never get injured i don't know um, yeah i think he was out of the yeah. season a little bit recently maybe last year
0: this year
1: um this year all the midfielders get injured so much yeah, like it's, shui, yo, shui it's definitely not shui gaff um, or yo natanui doesn't wouldn't kennedy be. even is injured what about jack darling I feel like he had a year Damn, where yes. he was in and out. Him and Kennedy were both in and out a bit. Well, what about someone like Shepard? Yeah, did his hammy at one stage. Did. Um, geez, West Coast have a lot of injuries. So <laughs> do Fremantle as well. Yeah, so they both do. It's that surface. Do. It's the Optus Stadium yeah. surface. It's doing them all. Dig in. it up. Here we go do again. It. Start from scratch. <laughs> Knock it down. Um, <laughs> no, it's a beautiful stadium. It looks magnificent. I really I'd want love to go, go. in there. Yeah, I went to the Wacker for a cricket match, um, probably like 2016-ish, um, and that was interesting. Very weird feeling, kind of disjointed stadium. Um, so I'd love to go to Optus, which just seems like such a cohesive stadium. Just yeah, because it's just been built as it as is one unit. Yeah, yeah. you don't have these like stands that have been hodgepodge over time. Almost like the um, G is. Well. Yeah, but didn't go to Subiaco okay.
0: Alright, we need a West Coast did.
1: player um, If we're continuing with that logic Freo, young team as well Like the team's changed around a lot recently It's probably going to be a free man to play And we're going to look like idiots Yeah, After <laughs> all, after all of this rambling <laughs> that we've just done um, Bad Dom Shade Nah, he gets dropped a bit He does, not anymore, but he did for a while I guess Jeez, Gaff got suspended. It's just, there's no good <laughs> options, I swear. Um, McGovern's always injured. Barras has been a little bit in and out. Um, I feel like we're going through their entire team and we're still no closer to... What about Jack Redden? Does he get injured too? I don't know. No. I don't know if he does. Because I thought about him and Cripps, but I thought they both got injured. Oh, Jamie Cripps, yeah. Cripps has been injured. He's in and out a bit. I think Jack Redden's our best bet. Let's just, all right. Let's just say Jack Redden and end. end oh my god! This.
0: You guys went around. you basically listed every player for West Coast, and you got it right.
1: Oh, <laughs> that's <laughs> process of elimination. <laughs> Mult- kids doing multiple choice at home. That's yeah. Process that's of how elimination. you get
0: yeah. <laughs> Oh boy, that that one went all around the shop. Now. <laughs> now we write videos too, to be honest. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Love it. it just go rambles. We ramble on and on and on and on for hours and then we finally put something down.
0: That's, that's how I'm meant to go. That's how I do the podcast. Yeah. Ramble and just put it all up. It's best yeah. way to do it. Now, question five. This has three points in this question. What players have got three Brownlow medals for the same club? well adam goods is one um you want to change that answer he's only won two
1: yeah oh true um he's won two there's only yeah he won one on his own and Oh, he was in the three-way draw that's what i'm thinking of um three the same club like who even is there who's won three to begin with I can't even think of any. I think Ian Stewart's won three, but he won them at two different clubs, Richmond in St Kilda. Um, well, Greg Williams did he win three, but he's jumped around a lot too. I think we have to go back in time a little bit. I don't think there's anyone recent. Because Fife has won two. Mm. Um, Danger's won two. Has he? You know, no. He's won one I'm Judd one, won one at Carlton and one at West Coast. There's a lot of twos, but three. Like I don't know if I could even name one person that's won three. Yeah. I've no one's coming into my head. We might have might have completely drawn a blank on this okay. one. What about someone like like Bob Skilton or something? If you go back a really long time. So, yeah, no. Which, just, um, <clears throat> Even like a like a Sid Coventry, at Collingwood, back when Collingwood, like won their four premierships in a row, just kind of dominated the league. Alrighty. We just say both of them then. Um, all right, we've got Bob Skilton. Did Kennedy win? Any Coventry. For I don't know. Ted Whitten. You won one. I don't know if you won more than any more than that. Ron Barassi. He changed clubs. I don't even know if he won one. In Melbourne and Carlton. I'm just trying to think of players who potentially could have played at one club. Yeah. yeah. Well, he did move to Collingwood in the end, but Extroverse has a good video on it. Yeah. <laughs> um. Is there a really obvious one that's happened recently that we're just completely missing? I don't think so. Because, mm. like, even Gaz hasn't. One three. Yeah. righty. All right. We Is need one more know? name. Bob, Bob Skilton, Sid Coventry, and Ted Whitten. Let's go with that.
0: Got one out of three. Okay. That's better than we thought
1: we were gonna yeah. get at one point.
0: <laughs> Bobby Skilson. Yeah. Dick Reynolds. Uh-huh. And he's got a street named after him in Perth, Hayden Button. Ah, there you go. Okay. <laughs>
1: Good trivia question. Yeah, that is a good one.
0: What player went the longest without a single Brownlow vote? This is worth two points. Player and how many games? You- is it
1: someone who recently retired and they just got like one vote? Harry Taylor or something, maybe? Nah. Surely. He would have had like a good game as a defender or, or a forward and gotten a vote somewhere right. in the line. The longest maybe like someone like low vote. I know he went until his last game without scoring a goal, but I'm thinking like a Ben stratton type character. Like someone yeah. who just could also just be someone from like 20 years ago as well. Yeah, very well could be. But I feel but like I reckon players it's recent. On average, players play for longer now and play more games. So yeah. I think recent is probably Statistically more likely. Um Triccio could be a defender. What about someone like Michael Ferrito? Oh.
0: <clears throat> I have not heard that name in such a long time.
1: So it's just <laughs> to clarify, it's someone who now has Brownlow votes, but they the time that they didn't is the longest out of anyone. Yes. Like most games before he, receiving a Brownlow
0: you were on the right track with Harry Taylor in the team, and it's also right. now retired. Right.
1: Chilong player recently retired. Um, don't know. They never retire. <laughs> players. They, they play forever. Scarlet. I feel like scar Scarlet was such a good player that he would have. He must have just gotten a gone one or a two over. or somewhere along the line. Um. Tom Harley. That's the thing. They're all such good players that it's it's almost unbelievable. Like it has to be a Backman that they wouldn't. Yeah, has to be that they wouldn't get just a single vote. Tom Harley maybe is coming to mind. Sure, someone like Milburn would have got votes. I think like quite a high possession player. Wojcinski would have got votes.
0: I also want how many games.
1: Ooh. Like 200 games, I'm going to (laughs) say. Yeah, uh, Tom Harley and 211 games.
0: You should have stuck with 200 because I would have given it to you. 191 (laughs) games and it's Tom Monaghan. Oh, there you go.
1: Yeah. Monaghan. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. (laughs) Kind of like that Ben Stradney type character. Yeah, very similar vibe.
0: Final question how many games did Sean Burgoyne play for Port Adelaide
1: oh jeez um should have been checking social media during the week they probably someone probably posted about it at some stage um <clears throat> I feel like he's played at Hawthorne for longer yeah Then he's played at Port Adelaide although that could just be recency bias yeah I think it's still Somewhat even, I'd say like a hundred and like low hundreds, maybe. Yeah. Well, what he was, even a, he was at Port when they won their premiership in two thousand four. Probably came to Hawthorne around two
0: thousand and Was he there for three? all their
1: premierships? Do you think he was been? I don't think he was. He was there, there for all three, but he wasn't there for eight. Yeah. So, so, so 9, so Yeah, around two thousand and ten. Yeah. And he's played another, what, 12 years? So say he's played maybe like seven or eight years at Port and 12 years at Hawthorne, something like that. Yeah. So maybe it's around like the 150 mark. Yeah. What do you think? I wildly guessed the last one. I got it wrong. So okay. you can guess. we we'll say time. 130.
0: You should have gone with Andreas. Yeah. <laughs>
1: 157. 157. Okay.
0: Which We're close season off? Yeah, yeah, it's a season off. Season off, which that's the end. And you guys got three. I think
1: we did very well. Yeah, Since, we... which Hard questions. questions?
0: Yeah, on the bottom of the ladder.
1: Oh well, I I want I want to see the the set of questions that the guy got nine and a half. I would, what kind <laughs> of footy brain has he got? Well done to him.
0: You know what? You have to go and have a listen to that episode. Yeah, <laughs> we
1: that's will. True. and so does everyone at home,
0: and everyone at home. <laughs> All right, thank you very much, boys. Hope you enjoyed. But the final question that we got to ask is what is your go to drink and food at the footy? You go into the footy, what are you going to get?
1: Ooh. Uh, we get around a of beer at the moment. Is that what we have at the MCG at the moment? Yeah, it's just with whatever beers going yeah it going. seems to change around every second week fair enough um and food wise we've been going red rooster a lot lately as well yeah the strips the strips and chips pack our little brother charlie is uh basically runs on strips and chips at the footy he uh, can't get enough of them yeah um and he's i think converted us yeah a little bit but love a love like a chicken cinsel wrap or burger from red rooster yes. goes down well
0: So a strips and chips and a nice cold of beer, whatever's going going at the G, which is fantastic. Thank you very much, fellas, for joining. Make sure you go and check out their their voodies, their videos on footy A to Z on YouTube and on Instagram as well is footy A to Z. So thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Make sure you're following all Fifth Quarter Media socials and catch us later.
1: Thank you. Cheers, mate. Thanks for having us on.